Hey, coming up on today's podcast, guys, we got a a wide uh, array of uh, special segments. Starting off, we're going to be talking a little bit about Stellantis, which we haven't talked about in a little while. They've got a got a little merger happening that uh, might help them spread their wings a little little further. Yeah, what do you think about that, Keith? Is this a car show? Because if it's a car show, you know me. I brought my paranormal story. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! No, it's actually a parts counter show. Oh so no! I, I somebody told me it was just a car the, show. Yeah, conversations across the counter. What else, man? So, well, you know what? GM uh, continues to make headlines with their push for the ultimate uh, all-battery electric vehicle. Um, so uh, we got a little news on 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 something happening there out in the desert. All right, and on a segment that I like to call "Nah," we got we got more Lordstown's back in the uh, back in the headlines. We'll, we'll boy, tell you about oh that. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, and Subaru has made the list. Here we go, guys. So that's all coming up on today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into the Counter Show, the podcast of the century. We are the best in the name of podcasting. We are the Parts Counter Gurus, the Counter Show. Welcome in guys. Keith, how are you, man? Hey, what's up everybody? I don't know. Is that I, Moses? Is that Moses up well, on the just, mountain with the I uh, tablets? Like, I felt like you needed some, you know, thunder after that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. After yeah, that, yeah, intro. that was that was epic. That was epic. No, man, uh, just excited. It's it's been a while since we've uh, gotten together and and uh, podcast. It's been a few weeks. We've been kind of busy preparing for the summer. We got our hundredth episode coming up soon. Um, you guys, please stay tuned to that. And in order to get that, make sure you subscribe to our podcast platforms out there, whichever one you desire. It could be Spotify, it could be uh, Stitcher, it could be Apple Podcasts, it could be Google Podcasts. You name it, you got it. We're there. We are on it. So you got to go to partscountyguru.com. And there's podcast links there. And if you want to follow us on social media, go to facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Go to instagram.com forward slash the parts counter gurus. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we do splash a lot of information across that as well. We tweet, 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 tweet. And that would be twitter.com forward slash at the counter show, which is what you're listening to. How was that? And man, are you on drugs? I'm trying to be. <laughs> It's, it's great. It's great. They won't give You're me enthusiastic any. They won't give me any. today. No, I am. I'm really, honestly, I feel good. Um, <laughs> I, I just finished my workout and um, I'm all showered up and clean and ready to go, man. So I feel good, you know, getting the, the old blood pumping. My old age, man, I have to have some blood flowing. So it helps with the uh, circulation and the, uh, the, the cold feet and hands, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going there. Uh, okay. How have you so, been, dude? I've been fine. You know, okay. just, just got all this, uh, you know, 
strategic planning that we're doing for you got some you got some strategery going on uh well you know we're we're busy over here at uh pcg you know planning committee and yeah uh, yeah it's got it's just a lot this is jay's right everybody if you're not subscribed make sure you subscribe because there's a lot of cool stuff coming up it's a lot of cool stuff happening man a lot of cool stuff going on yes and um it is the summer, so we all like to get out and camp. Which, by the way, I, I, you knew this. Um, I, my wife and I took a trip over the uh, no- most northern pass of the Cascade Mountain chain here uh, in Washington State, and um, it was finally opened after months of being closed due to the uh, heavy snowfall. And um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting, man. I, uh, so you go from, you know, ocean and islands. Um, and then, you know, within an hour, you're in the uh, Cascade Foothills. And then within two hours, you're at the uh, at Washington Pass, which is over 5,000 feet. There's snow tunnels up there where they've, you know, removed all the snow. you got to drive through all that. And the temperature drops a good 15 to 20 degrees up there. But it was beautiful. The one thing that I make notice of, at some of the national park pullouts, um, where you can just get off and they, they've got little restrooms and stuff and nice parking areas and, and little lookouts and stuff at nice spots. There were EV charging stations, Keith. Yeah. What do you make of that? So, I know. yeah, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, I hadn't seen that because I hadn't driven through a national park in a while. Um, and so, uh, there are, for those of you who have EVs that haven't, you know, wanted to venture that far out, there's, you yeah. know, places to, more to charge more. those things more and more. And, but, and it's a good thing because we're about to get into a few topics of, of, mm-hmm. of EVs that, that uh, are relevant to that. So um, I just want so. to recap. So you, you basically went from... Does that about cover it? That just about covers it, man. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> well, there's no train wreck in there, man. There's got to be a train I, I wreck here somewhere. I left it out. I left it out. I didn't. I didn't okay. want to. You know. You get that? Yeah. Th- ah, see, yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so what are we? Uh, what are we getting into, man? Let's let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's let's let's. You know, we're we're we're. Uh, by the way, folks, the, these are conversations across a parts counter. We're having fun, and these are the sorts of things that you listen to over over the uh, over over a auto parts counter. Um. um and that, you know, it's mixed yeah. in with some car talk. So just just be prepared so, for some weird, strange stuff that might come out of this. As as we continue to experience some pretty incredible growth on all our channels, by the way, thank you everybody. Um, yeah, so we get some of these kind of interesting comments where it's like, "You guys need to give me some engineering results on blah blah blah." blah you know, it's like, yeah, gotcha. Not really, not really. We just don't sit here and talk cars twenty four seven. So okay, right? But I, I mean, digress. Keith and I do. We do. We do. Uh, I mean, we well, do. We'll, we'll get into there. There's actually a story tied to that coming up. But yeah, okay. So so Stellantis in the news. Uh, you know, we we are going to talk cars here uh, to start things and train off. wrecks. Okay. Yeah. And um, now now this has been this has been kicked around for several years, but. Uh, they Stellantis has officially announced a partnership with Foxconn. Now, for those of you do, that don't know who Foxconn is, they are an electronics manufacturer. They have a huge partnership with Apple. They tend to make chipsets, motherboards, um, processing components, that sort of stuff. 
And they built a facility in, was it Michigan? or Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was in kind of Great Lakes area. Yeah. And... This was a few years back, and it and it's been sitting dormant for a while. So they so they made this huge commitment to come here, and basically do some of their manufacturing on the United States soil. Yeah, it was it was supposed to be a huge LCD factory. Yeah, in, and, in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, and then COVID hit, and it never really took off. But right. interestingly enough. And and you got to remember, like Foxconn's not new to the game. They've been in this game for a while, and you know they're they're partnered with some major players like Apple. So as we previously reported, and we thought this was interesting for a lot of reasons, um, there is an automotive Fisker, okay, mm-hmm. announced a partnership we, with Foxconn, and we right. thought, well, isn't that interesting? You've got an EV manufacturer using basically a chipset manufacturer as their production facility to build cars so that if that doesn't tell you kind of the direction that vehicle manufacturing is headed i don't, I don't know what does well then yeah. we get this news jay which which you want to go ahead with this yeah it's well it's a 50 50 joint venture known as mobile drive um it brings together foxconn's um you know huge you know uh presence in mobile software and consumer electronics and they're partnering with Stellantis uh, Vehicle Design and Engineering. Um, they're basically wanting to create that user experience just like everybody else is doing. Um, and I think the whole reason that you know Stellantis needs to spread their wings a little bit, they're they're you know they haven't had. And when we say Stellantis, we're talking Chrysler, Jeep, all the all the names that you're familiar with here in the U.S. And there's a few others in there, Renault, and isn't Renault part of this as well? Aren't they I think so. Fiat, Fiat, and yeah. yeah it's, it was formerly FCA, um, and so it's it's going to allow these guys to expand its brands um, into uh, into China a little bit, in, into Asia, and um, so that's that's what's going on. So. They're going to be developing smart cockpit solutions for Stellantis brands, and the plan is to sell the technology to other car makers. That's what I'm hearing. So that's about all I know at this point. Well, now factually, let's, let's talk for just a minute about the. Did you use the word strategery earlier? Strategery, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who, who made um, that one famous? Yeah, I'm not even gonna. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> I, not I, gonna I re- do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Uh, wait. Dana oh, that's Car- the other one. Yeah. Dana Carvey. Oh no, I see. I got it. No, it was Will yeah, Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. he was. Uh, yeah. He played but the president. That was yeah. his dad. But I digress. Okay. Dana. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we. Um, one thing that we, we have learned over the years we've been doing this is stay out of politics. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. now you've got some experience in manufacturing in the automotive mm-hmm. industry. I do. Um, when and not just Atlantis, but Ford, GM, any of the major manufacturers, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to go like European Volkswagen, whoever, BMW, mm-hmm. um, how they they are responsible by and large up up until now for the design for the majority of the components that go in that vehicle, correct? Correct. And I think the problem that you have when as you get more and more technology into these vehicles, mm-hmm. and certainly these EVs are the most technologically uh, capable vehicles that we've ever made, you have to if you're gonna you have you have to make a choice. Am I going to continue 
to be the sole developer of all the components in that vehicle. But if the answer is yes, you don't have the technical expertise to build software and operating systems. That's right. See, almost two decades ago now, Ford partnered with Microsoft in their first like version of Sync. Right. And, and they just went, made what? Yeah, exactly. And they now did did that that went by the wayside, wayside, right? Because didn't they just partner with Ford? Just partner, yeah, we podcasted well, about this. Contracts come and go, right? But they admitted the admittance of, hey, you know, we we want to focus on the vehicle. We don't, we don't want to focus on the technology inside the cockpit because we're not good at that. So we're going to partner with somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, to help us move that move that that chess piece a little further across the board. And, and that you know? isn't anything new. I mean, for years and years and years, none of these manufacturers that we're talking about have made their own what we used to call head units. What now they're infotainment systems, but mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like you would buy a GM. Well, the, the radio wouldn't be manufactured by GM. It would be Delphi or it would be, right. you know, if it was right. a Ford, it would well, be. Well, you know, kind of like those Fender speakers that were in the, uh, you know, the Nissan Frontier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jay's Jay's calling out. I got I got I got called out uh, in a in a quick little. Hey man, can you cr- can you crawl up under the dash man and hotwire that thing and drive yeah. it out of there for us? And there was some commenter and he was extremely put out that I drew attention to Fender um, branding speakers in a Frontier, and the guy was like, basically that I should know my facts and I should be ashamed of myself for not knowing that. <laughs> You know that they did the same thing on the Titan. Okay, well, Mister Smart Guy, here's a little, here's a little, uh, here, here back at you, bud. Uh, in previous generations of the Frontier, they were Rockford Fosgates. That's right. Also, Fender doesn't make speakers, bozo. Right. They don't. VW right. uses some of those Fender speakers in their vehicles too. They're made by mm-hmm. Panasonic. Yeah. yeah. So Fender's just a brand marketing thing, and that's what I was actually trying to point out in the video, jackass. Hey, by the way, make sure you give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and uh, <laughs> check us out <laughs> over it. on YouTube. I love it. At, hey, man, uh, <laughs> don't stick your stick it out there. We're going to slap it. I'm so, just telling you. I, now, look, I'm not perfect. I get stuff wrong all the time. But come on, man. I was trying to give you guys a quick look inside. Of, uh, yeah, don't, don't be, to be, hey, yeah. hey guys, you, you comment all you want. We, we don't care. We, we, we just have fun with it. But just be tasteful about it. Just, you know, come on. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. so this is probably a smart move from Stellantis's perspective because... Um, oh, I think so. It, it helps them get ramped up to producing more uh, tech not technologically capable vehicles more quickly if that makes sense right. it does it what it also does is it gives them an opportunity to uh to get on board with the ev side as well because i think yeah. that foxconn is is going to be heavily into that as well or which they're already producing like a, a ev platform correct yeah, in taiwan right. or well, china for fisker and and as of today and we're not saying you know there's a lot to be disclosed this year but as of today today Stellantis is a little bit behind in that EV race. I mean, both that's right. Both GM and Ford have stuff that's either out right now or about to be out. And Stellantis has made some announcements in that direction, but they're still in the prototyping phase as far as we know. Right. So, I mean, right. yeah, they've got a Jeep that's a hybrid Jeep that's plug-in coming out this year, but 
ah, it's not really an EV, and we've talked about that. We won't go back into it. Check it. Check. Just go hit our website at partscounterguru.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast, and you'll find out what we had to say about the Jeep. I think it was called yep. Jeep Jeeps and Chips. Jeeps and Chips, yeah. yeah. That's it, man. So, uh, And if you like the video segments, you know, you're going to watch the video. We'll, we'll do video segments out there. You want to go to youtube.com forward slash partscountergurus. Yeah. And make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as click that bell so you get notified whenever videos are released. And we do release quite a few videos weekly. Um, We're probably anywhere between three and five a week um, regularly. Uh, We more five more more times we'll release five than we release three. So just just stay tuned because and it, it is a wide array of content. So enjoy yourselves, people. Just go there. Just grab that popcorn and watch to your heart's content. Yes. Okay. So enough of those guys. All right. Um, Time to get into something dude. that I I'm telling you, there could not be a more automotive centric topic than this one right here. I mean, oh. I mean, this is all this is it. This is nothing but car talk 24 seven right here on the car show. Isn't that what we're this call- is oh, it. No, wait, no, 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 wait. What's the parts counter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, do you believe? Yeah. So so I, I just couldn't. I know. I know. It's everybody loves a good conspiracy story and. The paranormal element in this just I I, I couldn't look away. So well, yeah. Go there. Okay. Go there, man. Go, 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 and, go. And and so <laughs> what we will do here is we'll post a link uh where you can watch the video if you want to check it out on your own. You you gotta you gotta listen to the audio because there's some interviews, but this was this was released by sixty minutes, like that yes. sixty minutes. So right. this was so let me like this wasn't area 51 insiderscoop.com no. or you know what this was 60 minutes okay right this is and a big deal they sat down a couple navy fighter jet pilots uh that's right uh, it was uh commander uh David Fravor who was commander of the USS Nimitz and uh his partner uh pilot lieutenant commander uh Alex Dietrich yeah, we're now, sat down for for now, an interview with sixty minutes about this. It's crazy, man. You have to watch it, guys. Yeah. Now she now they actually both uh, had mm-hmm. radar operators, and for those of you who don't know who that is, if you've seen Top Gun, think Goose in the back seat, right? Okay. Right. Exactly. And um, so there was four four people with eyes on this total, and mm-hmm. they described it as a tic tac. But the crazy thing was, and they they go into this in the interview. Yeah, they didn't come out and say these are necessarily aliens. Like it's not like you know this is from another planet. They were kind of leaning toward the direction of somebody has more advanced uh, propulsion technology than we do. They're getting around in the air faster. Absolutely. And what was what blew me away about the whole subject matter is that you know they both were pretty adamant about saying hey if if this was not unclassified information we would have probably never said anything about it but it is unclassified um so they put the story out there this experience happened to them and i really what i found interesting they both described this what they called a tic tac as when they were looking at it they noticed that it was about the size of their f18 that they were flying um, it had no markings on it. It didn't appear to have like any wings or anything. It was just this object that could make moves that absolutely made no sense at speeds that absolutely made no sense to them. And we're talking experienced, longtime 
naval yeah. aviators, people who have been in the skies for a long time. Oh, they've and probably seen just about every aircraft out, out there. Yeah, and they're looking at each other going, honestly, you know, do, in this interview, do, like, if I would have seen this by myself, I'm not telling anybody. I, I'm not yeah. saying anything. Yeah, right? I'm not saying anything. Because that's just well, not, yeah. You know, so this is this is not the first. I mean, there were there were several other accounts that before leading up to this story that have kind of filtered into the news. And I had just a casual conversation with a few friends because I live very near a naval air station. Oh, I thought you were going to say I live near Area Fifty One. Okay, yeah, I digress. <laughs> well, that's not that far, really. But <laughs> but uh, I, I talked to them because these guys are naval pilots and um, they're retired. And I asked the question. You guys ever see anything weird up there? And they're like, never would say anything. And I'm like, well, why is that? They'll classify you as crazy. You yeah. can't. You you might not be able to fly anymore. You know. So this is how hush hush it is because these folks are are in fear of potentially losing a career of flying because they see something that they cannot identify. Now, right. the military, however, looks into recordings and data that they they gather over you know years now they were say they the military used to look into this but the book was closed on it back in 1969 it was called uh project blue book but now as recent as i think in the early 2000s like 04 they started there were so many accounts that they yeah that started kind of leaking out the military right. kind of had to declassify these things and let the public you know into to know what what they have been seeing and just giving the world the information that they have now doesn't mean that it's an alien craft, but it's yeah. something that they can't identify. There, there's and an, for some there's reason, a difference from unidentified between that and alien, right? And, Correct, and, and, and I, that's what I find very intriguing yeah. is what well, and you got to think about says. it. I mean, if you want to go deep conspiracy theory, I guess you can here. But if you're the U.S. government and you're sending some a crew out to investigate that means it's probably not yours right i mean right 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 you know i again I, i've said this before i've seen things that i cannot explain i'm i mean and i'm i well, mean I can't weird. Too, but it's usually like people double parking and leaving park <laughs> shopping carts in the middle of that's the lot. that's bozo magnetism yeah all right but all you're right. talking well, about actual paranormal stuff oh yeah yeah weird stuff man i mean Stuff that I can't explain, but Keith, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everyone what uh, the commander basically said as they were closing the you know the the interview? I, uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I I, I I have it if you want me to. Uh, okay, well here let's tease that for just a second. But before okay. we get to that, um, I'll, what was interesting to me was they they lost sight of it. And then very quickly, like I want to say within a period of seconds, yeah. they picked it up on other monitoring equipment 60 miles away. 60 miles away. That was that was crazy. Like, yeah, within moments. Okay. Moments. And then it was then it disappeared. So which coincides with his description of how quickly it moved. Right. So and then we're talking we're talking gaining altitude and then lateral movements yeah, that horizontal were unexplainable. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so we'll put a link to the video in the in the comments. Everybody, be sure to check that out. Make sure you, in the meantime, click our bell to be notified of uh, other stories, including automotive-based stories, which is kind of yeah. what we're known for. And Great uh, people. and and check out our website partscounterguru.com for the podcast. Now, the end of the interview. Go ahead, Jay. 
Um, basically, the commander says, I don't know who's building it, who's got the technology, who's got the brains, but there is something out there that was better than our airplane. And uh, that right there, my friends, tells you that this is something that a guy is basically telling you there is some technology that's going on on this planet that that we don't know about. He doesn't know about it. So it it could potentially, if it's weaponized, be superior mm-hmm. from a military perspective. That is correct, and that's yeah. concerning. Yeah, that's concerning. So um, you think you know, they're lot- uh, making these in that Foxconn factory there in uh, Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, it could be call right. It- Right, it's the new EV, man. (laughs) Extraterrestrial Uh, vehicle. (laughs) Did I just invent something? You could have. Wouldn't be the first time on the show. Yeah, yeah, right on. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, So... What are we? Uh, what are we getting into now, there, Keith? Uh, we we got some we got some great, 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 great stuff. Do we want to talk about what GM's got going on? Let's do GM for a minute. This is uh, yeah. this is interesting on a couple levels. Um, I think it's I think it's yeah. pretty cool. Well, yeah. So so go ahead. Well, GM, um, you know they they like to make make the news quite a bit, um, but they have come up with. Um, you know, basically an experience for their... Okay, let, let me back up a little bit. GM has committed by 2030 to have... Or 2025, excuse me, to have 30 EVs globally, okay? 30 electric, all-electric vehicles globally. Um, so, and of course, you know about the Ultium battery platform. That's their baby. They've now introduced what they call Ultium Charge 360, so basically what this does is it gives their EV customers um, the ultimate experience when using their product from the recharging standpoint or charging standpoint. Um, they're, they are going it basically simplifies and improves the at-home charging experience and the public charging experience, whether it's community-based or road trip charging. A um, couple of points uh you get uh access to charging gm will continue to work with a variety of third parties by the way including charge point operators electric utilities and government agencies to make home workplace public and fleet charging ubiquitous for customers you'll get a mobile app um mobile app uh will continue to update their mobile apps is what gm says to provide even more uh, intuitive mobile experience that makes navigating uh, to a charging station Plugging into a charger and and paying for charging, very simple. Um, Some of the products and services, uh, uh, the transition to an EV, they want it to be seamless. Um, GM's working to offer EV owners charging accessories. This is big and installation services tailored to their lifestyle. For example, GM will cover standard installation of level two charging capability for eligible customers who purchase or lease a 2022 Bolt EUV or a Bolt EV in collaboration with Qmerit. Now, you probably know a little bit more about Qmerit. I I don't. What's their story? Well, let me try to simplify this. Because that press release was, it was a lot of, like, just you walking into a library and there's just books all over the floor. There's a lot of information in it. There is. So, so we'll get to that in just a second. Um, 
here's basically the challenge that they're trying to solve. Um, not all EVs charge the same. Okay, depends on the manufacturer. Depends on um, you know how they want to deliver power at what rate. The stuff you have at home, for example, could charge at a faster or slower rate than some of the public stuff or the commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. Some of these cars come with adapters where you can use 110 and it's going to be at a slower rate and on and on. And so right. what, what GM is basically trying to do here is, is two things. They're trying to help you find charging stations. And that's where the app comes into play as well as being able right. to pay. They can find the one that's up there in the mountains, man. Right. Which we opened this podcast with, and you talked about running into some of these some of these rest areas or pull offs yeah. or you know government run facilities that have charging stations. Mm -hmm. And number two, when you find a charging station, to make sure that it's compatible with whatever vehicle brand of EV you have. See, don't right. don't just assume that you can go out and buy a Ford Mach E or a Bolt EUV or whatever or a Cadillac Lyric, and you're going to be able to pull into a Tesla charger and it'll work. Now, right. now, Blink, who is one of the partners listed in this press release, we've used. In fact, when Sideshot and I did a video review of the Model 3 of the Tesla, we just randomly pulled up to a couple charging stations around town just to see if they would work. And, you know, the, the Tesla, they gave you some adapters in the trunk and all that. The vehicle has to be smart enough to know what rate of charge it can use based on what is coming into it, what's plugged into it. So, right. Basically, this announcement is GM trying to reassure everyone that you're going to be able to charge your vehicle and it's going to be easy to find a place to charge it that will work with your vehicle. Exactly. And that they need to have that comfort. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that was a pretty bold move by GM to say, hey, we're no longer going to make gasoline engines and we're going in on all EVs. And the fact that they're going to they're committed to 30 EVs by 2025, and that's just around the corner. That's not that far away. So you do have to have somewhat of a infrastructure for your consumer in place already, some way to, you know, make them feel good about their purchase that they're not going to have an issue plugging in somewhere and getting getting this um, getting this vehicle uh, charged up. Now, recently, in in a in, a, in another podcast. Um, there was I was it was it Jeep announced that they were they were partnering with Amazon for the charging you could you can buy it on Amazon. I don't think they were selling it with the vehicle, but they were making it easier for their customers right. on the um, uh, four by e platform. Yeah, to to, to plug in. So, so this, same thing here. It, you know? And ultimately, it really comes down to trip planning because you know if you buy one of these evs you're going to drive it to work your daily routines and your weekly routines that don't change that much well you're going to know where you can charge it whether it's at home or at the grocery store or whatever but it's when you deviate from those routines right you go right. see grandma or whatever right you gotta you gotta you know take a trip you gotta plan for that so just to wrap this up uh the partners that gm has announced that they are going to be working with and some of these you'll see as brand names on some of the charging stations in your neighborhoods today uh blink which is one that we have here charge point ev connect ev go flow flo for those of you not familiar with that Gre uh green lots sorry i'm not Gre familiar with that one and sema connect 
Uh, so those are the ones. Uh, those are the seven right now that they have announced that they're gonna they're gonna partner with. So um, there That's you go. Awesome. Uh, and as far as the timeline on this, uh, they're talking that they're gonna have approximately 500 fast charging stations uh by the end of this year by the end of 2021 now that's rapid charge that's yeah, yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool man i'm i'm ex- you know look i'm excited for gm hope this works out for them i hope this is a this will definitely enhance the uh the customer experience for them and and um obviously uh help them achieve their ultimate goal which is to be completely carbon neutral by uh 2035 2040 something like that yep so we'll see so there you go all right. What else, man? What? What? Gosh, we just have so many things that we uh, we want to talk about. We got you got you got some uh, stories you want to. Oh yeah, sure. We can do a little. You want to do a little Jay and uh, little, little, yeah, little sure. Keith and Jay experiences? Jay and Keith, where they meet at the shop. I think you're having a little bit too much fun with that one. All right, so I, I dig it, man. I mean, it makes me want to. I feel like writing uh, game show jingles or something. Yeah, man, so. well, that's yeah. It has the you, you know desired yeah outcome. It so does. this is this is not a big deal to you and I, Jay, because we know this so intimately, and we're like, oh, well, it's <laughs> you know kind of. But I just thought it might be interesting to talk to everybody for just a minute about explaining why this whole thing that we do now. Uh, parts counter gurus is for how it came to be and sort of and why it, it came to be and how yeah just amazing so uh um, and you may you may not you you may learn something along the way here too i don't, I don't know how much of this you oh, i'm sure i, I yeah. always learn something keith you know that I'm, I'm i'm eyes wide open brother so um you know we we did not um we did so so most many of you know that we used to work together uh like like for a company in the automotive industry Mm -hmm. and that's where we met and um and and that part's kind of kind of widely known but maybe what's not so common knowledge is you know we didn't we didn't move to kind of start doing what we're doing today for many years after that right and there was this kind of recurring theme Jay and I would talk, and then uh, uh, we would have just sort of regular phone conversations. Occasionally, we would go to lunch. We've mentioned that in the past when he still lived in the same town that I do. And then he moved away, uh, like halfway across the country, I guess. Uh, you know, what, like how, four years ago now? Something like that? Five years It'll ago? It'll be uh, almost five years, yeah. All yeah. right. And so about a year, year or two after you you uh you moved we, we kind of got this thing going but we yeah. would have these conversations and i i would just like sometimes i would call jay and i would go hey can you look up uh like i need some automotive uh research and he had access to a lot of that and i was like you know trying to solve a problem or you know i'd call him up and i'd go hey i got this you know rv thing that i'm trying to fix or whatever and we'd talk or would he just talk like new car research and stuff like that and we'd get now, into these conversations, yes? But let me just say this, and, and I think that everybody can relate to this. You know, I may not have all the answers, so never be afraid to take that call from someone that might be looking for a little help. Sometimes people need someone else to walk through things and talk through things to go, and it, it raises ideas. It's kind of a brainstorming effort, if you will. 
So there you go. I'm sorry, I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, and and some of it that was the case where I would just I, I you know it, it would be it, it, am I doing this right kind of thing you know like mm -hmm. uh, you know because I don't looking for some support reassurance. Believe it or not, yep. I don't trust everything I read on the internet. <laughs> uh, nor right? should you. Nor should um, you. So we would have these conversations, and it would always end up going somewhere like interesting, but never really what the original intent of the call was or the question. And I just always remember saying, we should be recording these. I, I just right. felt like, you know, we were in the early days of podcasting, and, you know, I, I had some favorites that I would listen to. But at the time, there weren't a whole lot of people or, or anyone really doing an interesting podcast that was centered around kind of gearhead topics like you know automotive based kind of stuff right. right and so i just remember going well if if it's interesting to me and it's interesting to jay there's probably some other people out there that it would be interested interesting to also and i you know i've never really felt like i want people to care what i think or have to say but i just sort of felt like I know there's a lot of people like us and we gravitate towards those people. And I, I'm sure that other people would enjoy getting in on this conversation too. Sure. All of our tens of fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, at that time. Yeah. At that and, time. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I just, and our uh, wives. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. was the other thing is it was therapeutic because then it was like, well, my wife doesn't have to listen to me all the time. Right. I have somebody right. else to talk to about this and my wife can. This is why I joke that like Jay's this is my other wife, because then I, you know, it, it sort of takes the burden <laughs> off off the real it one. It truly is. Yeah. And and so it just sort of became, um, you know, let's just, uh, you know, uh, if somebody wants to pay me to talk. Uh, okay. I mean, sure. There's worse things and, 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 and offer opinions and, you know, throw interesting things out there. I, right. Not a bad gig. Right. 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 And, you know, to be honest, and Jay can certainly relate to this, uh, these things are a lot of work. They are way more work than anybody, unless you've done them. Right. Than you think. I, I mean, it is. It's a lot a of work, but, but I remember early on, what did I say? The minute that it starts feeling like work. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Well, it there's a lot of work that goes into it. We're putting a lot of hours, a lot of research in it, and continuing to develop our show. Um, and with with that comes ex you 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 look at the fruits of your labor starting to kind of generate, you know, more interest in, in people, and your subscribers start to grow exponentially. And you start looking at the library of videos that we have over on YouTube now at youtube.com forward slash parts count of gurus. Hit that subscribe button, guys. What, what you look at that and it's like, wow, I want to do more of that because that that's fun. I enjoy it. I, yeah. I enjoy the product that we put out there. So that's why I think we both are are perfect for. We're, we're, I mean, the partnership is is fantastic just because we. We have we don't we sometimes we think for each other and we don't even realize it. I mean it's it's, it's like, um, you know what I'm gonna say. I I know what you're gonna say, and we haven't even talked. You know, it's just one of those weird things. So great chemistry is key, but the fact that we're enjoying what we're doing, even though it is a lot of hard work, just know that we enjoy doing this a lot. 
So yeah. So and for those of you that are just tuning in to the podcast, this if this is your first episode or one of your early episodes, you you might be asking, well, why are we? What, what's the point of the story? Well, so exactly. okay. So we we uh, we have a hundredth episode podcast coming up, uh, and uh, these are kind of stories leading up to that hundredth episode celebration. So if you have not yet done so please head over to our website at partscounterguru.com find the podcast tab it's near the top left ish of the website Mm -hmm. and you will you will then find if you click on that tab it'll take you to all the different podcast platforms we're on pretty much all of them whatever you like stitcher apple podcast google podcast uh amazon now tune in i mean we're just on all of them so right you can find your favorite podcast platform with a link to our show, and you, you can subscribe to it, and that way you'll make sure you're up to date and ready for the 100th episode when it premieres, which will be uh, in mm. July. In July, yeah. It'll, it, yeah, we don't have the exact dates yet, but we know that it will it will happen in July, and we'll make sure that we let you know when that's going to happen. That's going to be fun, man. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I got... I, I, I just, you know, I hope that during that podcast that, that we can talk to some people. You know, uh, I think that's coming. Yeah. And, um, you know, ask them, you know, you know, do you change your own oil? You know, what do you think about EVs? You know, yeah. do, do you like chocolate milk? You know, or, or, you know, are you a big fan of the Oreo? I, I you know, I don't know. Sure. I mean, we can just talk about anything because that's what we do. Keith. Have you heard of any good conspiracy theories? You know, yeah, UFO sightings. Do, do you, you know. believe? Yeah. I mean, are you uh, have you seen anything gray, thin, short, big eyes? Floating around I, have you out there have somewhere. you been a Cardi B fan since the beginning? I don't know. I'm just you know I'm just kind of <laughs> winging it here. All right, so there hey, you go, not, everybody. Yeah. So not only that. Uh, 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 uh. Jay and Key story. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were saying. I, I love it. Yeah, but not only that. Um, we might have a surprise guest on an upcoming podcast. Uh, and it is in honor of the 100th upcoming podcast. We we just might have a have a family. Uh, yeah, I wonder family, who that could be. Fa- I mean, family member <laughs> show up on the show, and uh, we'll see. I haven't. I don't fun. know if I've. Yeah. I don't know if I've got his 100 percent commitment, but we'll. I'm working on well, it. Don't worry, I'm working. We, we on might it. be able to leverage. Uh, just if I need to call Jerry Maguire and get him out there to seal the deal, let me know. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> now, now my favorite. One of my favorites is uh, we we for those of you just now joining the podcast, we have uh, come up with a little segment we like to call "Strange Carfax." I feel like that's more of a paranormal intro, but you know, eh, yeah. It well, it's yeah because where I'm getting my my information from. Area51fanclub.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Driverless. Yeah, yeah. The headless, uh, the headless uh, horseman. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, what we wanted to do is, like, you know, keep it, you know, automotive themed. This is uh, this is the parts counter gurus, things that you might hear across an auto parts counter from I thought, time to time. I thought it was a paranormal show. That's <laughs> well, what that I signed too. up for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. We're actually, uh, we can be, you know, we can give you... Um, you know, if, if you need some a little psychological help or something like that, we might be able to, you know, cheer you up, you know, or something like that. So, uh, oh, wait, this isn't EngineDisplacementSpecs.com? No, but we can help you find that, though. You just have to subscribe to our podcast. 
uh, leave us a comment, uh, shoot us an email. Maybe we can help you out there. We'd be glad to. We have plenty of resources. Trust me. We, we, we know some people. We know some people, guys. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing if we if we didn't. So, so pick a number, Keith. One through fifty. We've All already right. done some of these. Yeah, so. I was up at the at the high end last. You were on the high end. I, so I know just, this because I remember the two numbers that I picked. Right. Uh, oddly right. enough, I can't remember what I had for breakfast today, but uh, I, I do remember those <laughs> last, last two numbers. All right. So now, so but see, now I'm in a little bit of a head game with myself. So to prove to you that I remember the last two numbers that I chose, do I pick the two just under it, just to kind of be a little bit of a you know smartass, or do I just go to the opposite end of the spectrum? I'd go to the opposite end of the spectrum just to keep it interesting. All man. right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty get... sure you know where you're at. So. <laughs> I'm gonna go with eleven. Eleven. Ooh, that's it. Goes up to eleven. Yeah. 11 you know that's the uh the marshall amp yeah goes up to 11 anyway that's for my our, our good friend um rothmeyer who happens to be fender speakers go up to big. 11 on the uh anyway yeah sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow do you know what the this is interesting I, I i actually thought it would have been another model but do you know what the most frequently stolen car in the u.s is Ooh. um I used to know this. Uh, it's I'm I'm gonna go. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm gonna go. Honda Civic. Ooh, that's what I would have said. Because um, I thought that was the case. Because Civics are 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 known uh, for you know for swapping out. Off. Yeah, <laughs> right. Swapping out. You know the uh, the VTEC platform and. They like to drift those things, but no, actually, Honda Accords. Okay, but I was in the right family. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, very much. And um, so, hey, everybody, remember yeah, that in, you're thinking about buying a car. That's yep. going to impact insurance rates because they have the data on that. Right. That's right. So Honda Accords. Honda Accord. Ah. So we we always do two. Give me another number. Pick another uh, number. Uh, Twenty one. Oh, I like that. Ooh, this is so relevant. Um, did you know, Keith? Did you know Parts Count of Gurus fans, our audience, we love you. Thank you for being part of our audience. Toyota produced in 2014, in 2014. Toyota Happens produced to be a, the same year of my FJ. Yep. Okay. They produced a little over 13,000 cars a day. Okay? Huh. In 2021, the car manufacturer has reportedly only producing 10 million cars each day. Only 10 million cars. Now, wait a second. Is this... Each year. Excuse me. Cars? Each year. Sorry, 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 sorry. Cars each year. Or total automobiles, meaning... You know, trucks and... It just says cars. It I just think says they cars. Mean, I think they mean passenger vehicles. So, sorry. I, I didn't give it to you in the, All right, give in it, the, the perspective. You, you get another in, shot. In, in, 2014, second, second in 2014, it was 13,000 cars a day. Okay. Now they're up to 10 million cars each year. We would have to do the math on that. So you want to go and well, give us I some gotta, math music. I gotta, yeah, give us yeah, some yeah. math well, music. Here, hang on, hang on here. That's why you... Uh, what was the number per uh, per day? Thirteen thousand a day. 
So now they're, I've got it. All right. I mean, hang on. Let me uh, divide by uh, the number of, of uh, days with a full moon. Um, subtract <laughs> uh, weekends the off. Year of recycled uh, tires. Uh, uh, holidays. Uh, okay. Um, the and year then, of the monkey. Um, charging um, rate of your typical EV multiplied by. Okay. I got it. Right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Uh, well, based on the daily number, which was from 2014, right? That's getting pretty close to about five million. That's right. Okay. So they've so they've doubled that now. Yeah. Of cars being produced. Now, they, again, they don't specify that it's all vehicles. They just say cars. So let's just assume vehicles. Yeah, I'm Period. going vehicles. I think car, vehicles. cars is a I, I, that's, is that's a, a little that's yeah. a little high for just cars. Generic yeah. term. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. So so stay tuned, guys, for you know an upcoming podcast. We'll go back at we'll get that clarified and, and be be certain on that. Six but. and a half years later, and they've doubled their output. That's pretty that's impressive, man. That's a yeah. that's a footprint. Yep, yeah, that's a footprint. Um, it would be what would be interesting to know is um, how many of those are luxury vehicles how many of those are sports vehicles you know break it down we can, we can get that information uh, we can get I, some facts how many that, of those so. are uh fj cruisers that would be zero anyway that would be uh, that would be if, zero that is correct yep yeah land cruisers land yeah, cruisers in 2021 zero. yeah yep. that's zero yeah yeah so here all you right, go well thanks Jay. all right thank you yeah. i so enjoy that segment man I really it's do. Fun. I just, I, yeah, it's just kind it of it's stuff I, I don't expect, and it kind of catches me off guard, and I have to think on my feet. And, yeah, you know, cool. anytime it's I cool. get an opportunity to do some podcast math, it's 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 always fun, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, um, do we want to move to the desert? Um, yeah. on, on, on this, and, and you want to go ahead and take off with that? There, go ahead. So, go ahead. just going to give you guys some real quick specs that GM has publicly released on the new Hummer EV. Um, you know, for all you people out there complaining that <laughs> I had some guy the other day on on one of our comments on YouTube. I, I mean, I don't know for sure that it was a guy, but just, you know, in the editorial version, you guys. Um, and he's like, I really need the measurements on these Nissan Frontiers. Well, bro, nobody has those right now. OK, right. SEMA it's has hard, a, hard an press. Of, yeah. a, an official measuring event coming up in the next 60 days where they're going to actual, they're going to have a measuring party on that Nissan Frontier, okay? I'm looking forward to that. That'll be interesting. Yeah, so, but for now, the best you're going to get is a guy with a camera at a car show that Nissan happens to be at, where I get you a quick little look inside. You know, you'll get your speakers. Yeah, you'll just be patient, hit the, click the bell, hit the subscribe button, and when they're out there, we'll let you know. Now, that's it. what we do know is we have some details on the Hummer EV, and yeah. this is coming directly from GM. Uh, this is their edition one, which is their first edition version of the truck. I guess we'd call it a truck, right? They now, call it a yes, yes, it is. A, it, it's a truck. It's, yeah. it's classified. Always has been classified as a truck. It's not a pickup, but they, it's a truck. Um, and key, well, it says key pickup, point. It says Hummer Edition One pickup off-road driving specifications. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's got a. That's kind of like calling a crossover. It, but... Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So. One thing to note here is the year of the specs. 22. What, what, 2022. Right. So, and my point to that is, is that 
that means that they are committed to being in production if they're not already in production like now like the end of this summer in order right. to to get that so just pay attention some of you ev manufacturers out there of these uh, electric trucks just pay attention to you know and, and if, if you're a fan of electric trucks just pay attention to that nobody's keeping score nobody cares <coughs> <Lord's down. coughs> but, uh, nobody Sorry. really cares who's first but I just don't think it's going to be Lordstown. Uh, did I just say that again? Oops. Uh, Oops. I, look, it's just they kind of started talking a big game. I can't not call them out. All right, we'll get to that in a later second. Gloves are off now, man. So, yeah. So, um, anyway. so of this edition, now this is inches. Uh, well, we've got the metric here, too. The wheelbase is going to be 135.6 inches. Okay? Right. Uh, which is in millimeters, th- uh, 3,445. Correct. Total vehicle length, and I'm this really should be you because you don't want me giving specs out, but total vehicle length is 216.8 inches. That's which correct. Which comes out to being about 5,507 millimeters. Correct. Good job, bud. Uh, this one, next one, Jay, always confused me, you know, because I've seen this, you know, in years past, width without mirrors and width with mirrors. Well, does that without really mean without, or does it mean folded in mirrors? I would say folded in mirrors. Yeah, because, I mean, who's going to ever take the mirrors off, right? Right, right. I mean, most of your vehicles come in with, they have collapsible, or they are, since it's an EV, I will guarantee you they will be electronically collapsed yeah now look um, i know you guys are like well it's just a trailer yeah i know but you're not going to take the mirrors off to load it on a trailer right absolutely right? and of course you could have there's vehicles out there that have these camper extender mirrors yeah you know maybe right. that's to point out maybe towing, maybe towing they, mirrors yeah towing mirrors yeah. maybe they go out further you know not just folding or anything right. maybe they extend out they, that could be a feature they have on them we don't know yet we don't all right, have so, all the uh Without the mirrors or folded in, I guess we'll say fifty-six uh, points. Wait a second, no, no eighty-six point seven mm-hmm. yep. uh, inches or two thousand two hundred and one millimeters with the mirrors folded out, meaning they're in driving, you know, st- extended. I guess ninety-three point seven inches, two thousand three hundred eighty millimeters. Now, this next one is where it gets interesting to me. So we've already discussed that they're they're going to have d- different modes. Right. Of climbing and, you know, depending right. on what you're driving on, if you're off-roading. Uh, yeah, the, depending on whatever terrain mode is what you're saying, basically, yep. right? So the ground clearance changes based on modes, and they're giving you the actual ground clearance here. So you, you want to grab these, Jay? Yeah, so max ground clearance on your standard setting, and this would be just a standard Which uh, I'm, I'm assuming setting. is like everyday drive mode. Everyday right? driving, right. Yeah. On-road, whatever you're doing, you're not doing anything special, um, which is... It, it it makes sense. Uh, Ten point one inches or two hundred and fifty seven millimeters in terrain mode. Um, it goes up to eleven point nine inches or three hundred and two millimeters, and then in the available extract mode. Now I don't know if I completely believe this clearance or not that's a significant jump to 15.9 mm-hmm. inches 
Um, gosh, that's that's pretty good, man. Uh, 404 millimeters. That is wow. true, Overland. You know, getting out there in Moab somewhere now. I mean, boy, they're they're building this baby to be real for they, real, they man. Playing, man. This is gonna. They're gonna try to compete. I think with some of the Bronco crowd. Now, do we have a Las Vegas show? Uh, cruising on the strip mode where it has like about 35 inches of ground clearance and you know um, we call that compensation yeah. mode Com- the that- compensation package that that's that's an additional ten thousand dollars <laughs> on top of the 140 you'll already spend so actually the 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 retail on that thing was they they announced it was a little over a hundred thousand wasn't it? it yeah 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 so uh so i'm not gonna you know we won't bore you with all of these we'll put a link to them in the in the comments but uh, I will say I want to approach angles are always important to the Overland crowd. Yes, and I that that's that off road man is. Yeah, so so the approach angle uh, standard, which is your highway mode, forty one point five inches, terrain mode forty four point three, and then your extract mode forty nine point seven, and then your departure angle. This is in degrees, okay? Right. Uh, thirty one point six. Uh, 33.7 for terrain mode, and then your extract mode, 38.4. Right. And then I'm going to... So here's here's the other one that I think will matter to the Overland crowd. And I'm very curious because this is an EV, and it does have a, a lot of electric uh, electrical components in it. Yeah. Water fording depth yep. is 26 inches, so just over two feet of water you can ford through. In terrain mode, 28 inches, and in extract mode, 32 inches. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I and you know, I there I I bet you, like you said, with the compensation package, you'll never get wet. <laughs> right, right, right. So Yeah, so um, there you go. Uh everybody yeah. check the uh check the description for details if you're watching this on the YouTube side and while you're doing it, uh click the bell, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, share it, please and thank you. See you next That's time. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Um, wow. We just talked about this. We I just had to had to rub it a little bit, you know, rub the salt in the wound a little bit, but I I cannot help myself. Um, let's talk a little Lordstown again. All right. So, um for those of you not familiar and this has been a uh common theme on the show, we've talked about these guys quite a bit. Electric pickup truck manufacturer. It's a startup out of Ohio, Lordstown. Their uh, first model is called the Endurance. It's a truck. They are touting that they will be the first commercial EV truck to market. Right. Uh, right. I, I don't know, com- you know, what commercial, what that actually means. But uh, I mean, I know what a commercial vehicle is, but I don't know what it means to them, right? Like, what is how right. is that different? So, um, my my um, I, oh, gosh, I got to be careful here. Okay, so <laughs> there's been a lot of scrutiny with Lordstown. Uh, some of the things that we have talked about on this show recently was a, a lawsuit between Karma Automotive Group and Lordstown over the theft allegedly of um in of trade secrets in terms of development of certain components in the vehicle so lordstown hired away some karma employees basically took their technology and stole it or so karma claims right right so there's a lawsuit going on for that right now there's a lot of lawsuits going on right now with lordstown over um 
failed. Ah, boy, how do we? Let's see. Um, heavy fire from well, investor. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Right. Yeah, they they took a lot of crap from their investors. Period. Um, because for lack of transparency with what's going on to begin with, that's a big deal. So the, the investors are claiming they were misled. Is correct. Is, yeah. And okay. and then you have all of these people going after Lordstown, suing them. You know, such as Karma, um, who claims that they basically were. Uh, poaching employees away. Uh, they were stealing um, um, intellectual property uh, to benefit Lordstown itself. Um, so what happened during this whole process, man, was all of a sudden their share, the stock just started dropping yep. way, 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 way down. And it dropped to the lowest it, it well, had been, an all-time low. And there was a contributor to that, and it was right. a short sell firm called Hindenburg Research, who also Correct. did a story on Nikola mm-hmm. prior to this, and they released that in March, and it talked about basically um, Lordstown claiming to have all these pre-orders and letters of intent, and it really uh, wasn't as solidified as uh, Lordstown was making it out to be, meaning some of these people had just received emails and hadn't signed anything or were unaware that they had right. con- you know, right. uh, uh, applied for an order. Anyway, so whether that's all true or not, Lordstown has been put into a position where they kind of have to defend them- themselves or they're going right. to be in similar situations as Nicola. So yep. this is what I would like to call the nuh-uh part right. of 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 <laughs> the show. So they have Lordstown has mm-hmm. announced that they're going to host three media days. Right. Uh, June 21st, the 22nd, and 23rd. Okay. Right. And they're, among the thing here, do you, you have the that info or do you want me to keep rolling? No, keep rolling. So they're going to let people take test drives. Uh, they're going to give you tours of the facility. Um, they're going to uh, let you talk with the executive team there that works at the facility. They're going to do presentations and so on. So it's going to be a press event. It's going to be a media event. Now, the interesting thing to me is, okay, are they going to let you film? Okay, if this thing hasn't been released yet, Mm-hmm. Are they going to let the media in there taking pictures and video to release that for public consumption? Hard to say. They're, and they're saying it's for their stakeholders. Um, they want to give them the confidence that they're on target um, with what they have said. Uh, the media has been in their plant before recently uh, to discuss some of the accusations that have surfaced and to uh, get information from them that they're still on track to, to get these thing, these vehicles out. Again, we don't have any proof that they're close to production. Um, I mean, we've seen some, you know, recently some beta uh, versions ha- have been spotted. They've been out. Um, but that's all I hear. Now, you got to understand, if, you, if your stock drops, right, so far down, to get that stock back up and regain faith, you've got to do something like this. And I think it's really a good move on their behalf, but who is actually going to have access to the information that comes from this? Like you just said, will there be photos of the vehicle? Typically you don't see that. You don't let the cat out of the bag before it's really time. So what this has done though, 
it has driven their stock up um, substantially since that last news broke, just to show you how volatile that is and that can be for stakeholders or a company like this that is driven by stakeholders. You go from the lowest of lows to up 20% within two weeks. That's pretty darn good. And all of that hinges on, can Lordstown now come through for their stakeholders with this at this event to show them and to prove to them that they are acting in good faith on their behalf with their investment to put this vehicle out on time as they say they are. Right. And and look, you know, like you said, investors have responded favorably to this news. Uh, it's interesting to watch all this. I think in in our future, in, in years to come, we will be able to look back and we will have learned a lot from, you know, the major changes in the automotive industry and what it takes to make those changes and and um you know we we talk a lot about peer pressure driving the automotive industry well all these manufacturers basically tesla was the driving force and they're all reacting you know ford with their evs i mean everyone i mean even lamborghini's getting into the game now and they announced their plans for electrification so right i i think that you know these it, startups are kind of affecting change in the automotive industry because of their ev impact so we'll see it is Um, and it's peer pressure you've been talking about that keith the peer pressure in the industry is huge to get these automakers on board with these electric vehicles yeah it's 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 a it's a real thing people it's more real now than ever before and i think that we are starting to see a bit of a shift and i mean i'm talking a huge shift in a short amount of time between the 2017 2018 to now and then what we're going to see in production right. by 2025 all right yeah right now you have rivian ford gm the uh three and lordstown the four big players in the 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 e- truck the ev tr- pickup truck market so who's going to win that race yeah. well um, and we're taking you know, wagers on this side. truck although it's kind of a different animal you know yeah I mean, it is but you know we haven't really heard that much about discount it tesla though I mean, dude he's I busy know. making rockets and you know putting know, internet know. satellites in and, space and, and might i add successfully putting rockets up there and hosting saturday night Live. and hosting so, yeah. saturday night Live. yes this I guy mean, is, come on you know come on so, Elon, dude if you if you want more information on lordstown go back and check out our channel we've covered them ad nauseum uh there's more to come hit the click the bell hit the subscribe button tell a friend check it out uh over on the youtube side it's uh youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus jay is that right that is man you're right on it yes and then of course our website parts and you can you can hit the podcast from there unless you're listening to it right now in which case thank you so yeah more to come on this everybody stay tuned right on all right so while we are on the subject of electric vehicles you know, we had mentioned some players out there in the automotive world not not really doing anything in it. And we kind of picked on Toyota a little bit about where you been. You're borrowing platforms from Subaru, you know. Um, what are you doing, Toyota? And then now Subaru has just announced, Keith, did you know this? 
They have just announced and it teased its first electric car called, name, the Solterra EV. How about that? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you kind of have to, at this point, again, peer pressure being what it is in the automotive industry, you have to cast your hat in the ring. If you don't, you're almost considered, uh, like you said, Jay, there's going to be such a change and a shift from the way cars were made in 2018 to the way they're going to be made in 2025. Right. You're, you're going to lose a lot of credibility and legitimacy as a major player. And and it's right. going to affect your sales. You know, whether or not you want to buy one of these things or not, uh, you will be viewed as a dinosaur if you don't offer something. So, plus, Subaru has this kind of reputation uh, for their environmental aspect, you know, that they're... Mm-hmm. They make a huge effort to stay environmentally uh, conscious. Right. So, um, yeah, so they've entered the game. Uh, Like Jay said, it's going to be called the Solterra EV. Um, Mm -hmm. It is coming to the United States, Canada, Europe, and Japan. It will be uh, apparently a 2022 model year. So it's not that far off. It's been in the works for a while. They've just kept it under wraps. Right, but what I found interesting is and this is something that we talked about, you know, shared platforms, right? So we have the Toyota 86, that's just basically the Subaru, right? Subaru BRZ. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, and, and you, people scratch their heads, why is Toyota not building their own? You have platforms that are shared for the sole purpose of sharing technology and information to help one get along and Toyota has you know partnered with Subaru for a while now um, but it turns out that this particular vehicle the Solterra is um, is going to be built on uh, or shared on the shared platform the uh, TNGA or the etenga which I I, I I trademark that everybody that's mine etenga <laughs> I love it but it yeah, but it's it's Toyota's uh, all-electric uh, total global platform for electric vehicles. And, um, you know, we recently talked about the BZ4X. Um, basically, this is probably going to be Subaru's version of the BZ4X. Mm-hmm. That's probably what this is going to be. And, you know, they didn't release much information about it. Um, but what we hear, you know, based on what we did see, the images, um, it looks to be a little smaller than most of their suvs but on similar like if you looked at the silhouette of it the it's kind of similar to some of their um what would you say their their outbacks yeah it's it's a crossover style and it's uh it's you know for true with a hatch in true subaru form here's what i expect from it because subaru doesn't they don't really come out and just blow you away with with design Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they mm-hmm. they seem to be a bit dated to mm-hmm. me, um, and I don't expect that they will veer away from that. They they seem to concentrate more on the vehicle reliability, yep. the functionality of the vehicle, rather than how pretty do I look. Okay? And another another interesting parallel, you know, Toyota, who there is a partnership there, and there has been for mm-hmm. years. Very cautious, very measured approach to the electrification arena entering that sort of world of evs right you know we again we've talked about this on our program many times how toyota was not the leader in that arena 
but we said, well, it maybe isn't because they don't have their act together. It may be the opposite of that. It may be they right. have their act together and they are hedging their bet on the next generation. Yeah, which they're is holding less. That- uh, re- re- it relies less on the volatile battery platform like these first-generation lithiums. Right. And we've heard several CEOs in the industry, whether they are uh, automotive component suppliers mm-hmm. or CEOs of automotive manufacturers, basically say, no, we're not going there now because we're not buying into the, the that technology just yet as right. a fully, uh, you know, Uh, carbon neutral product but i also feel too like you just said there is there makes it makes sense for someone to step back and wait for that technology to grow a little bit further and how technology grows and exponentially in this day and time which i think keith and i have also said that we believe that we are in a new industrial age um, at this moment, and it and it revolves around the electric vehicle, uh, the electric electrification of vehicles. That if you act too quickly and get in there and start, you know, putting all your money on one piece of technology, before you know it, that piece of technology is obsolete before it even gets to the market because somebody has come up with a better plan. So. Toyota can fill the gap. Subaru can fill that gap of vehicles until something comes along that's more appealing to their platform and probably more cost-effective for them rather than being the developer of a specific technology. They're just going to use a technology. That happens. That happens with the chips that we are having shortages on right now. And just think about this. I mean, just from the automotive perspective, I mean, if you go back to, for example, the Ford Model T, which, uh, let's see, what year did that premiere? Oh, God, that was like um, 19... 1908. 1908. Okay. I was thinking it was somewhere So I And I, I remember talking with my grandmother about stories of, you know, the who had cars and what those cars looked like, and then when did she get her first car, or her family get her, their first car, and what was it like? So, so my point is this. The amount of change between that Model T and then what was in production... 15 years later, you're probably going to see that same amount of change in the Generation 1 EVs that companies like Ford and GM and right. Subaru are are releasing. Mm-hmm. And then five to seven years from now, the next right. generation. Right. I mean, it's going to be significant. It will be. And that half that battle is the charging infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Once they crack that nut, the charging infrastructure, then they can focus on, okay, range. Then range, be, you know, where they're already focused on range. But my point is, is that more and more people, the more ve- more electric vehicles you have on the road, the more capital these manufacturers have to work with to go and and, and develop new types of, of, of charging capabilities or types of batteries, you know, solid state. We've talked about that on prior podcasts. This, this is a... You have to go there, but it has to start somewhere. And I think that the the real the, the bigger picture is the infrastructure of charging. And once we crack that nut, then I think it really blows up, man. Yeah. It goes nuts haywire. Yeah. My personal just, feeling on this is that hybrids are going to be the wave of the future. I I know that's old technology from a from a jargon. You know, mm-hmm. hybrid vehicles came out years ago. 
you right. know, decades ago. But my point is, if you think about what like Chuck Lynch would tell us from a military application where you always have to have uh, a vehicle that has multiple fuel options. Correct. Yes. That relying just on batteries and a charging network, although it may be great most of the time, if you don't force yourself to basically be a captive audience to that, if you have a, a way to, oh, well, I'm not going to, I'm in the middle of Yellowstone National Park and there isn't a charging station. Oh, but I can run right. on hydrogen for the next hundred miles or whatever. Right. You're fine. Right. right? Like, I think, right. I really do think that's, that's where the big win happens in, in right. terms of the next turning point. Yeah, I agree with that. And I and back to, you know, hybrid vehicles that allow you to do that that get you that's even better. Look at what Nissan has been working on. They're, right. You know, a really thermal efficient engine. Right. There you go. And the concentration of that and the engine not specifically used to drive as as, as a a form of propulsion for the vehicle, but basically to recharge those batteries. Um and there's good technology out there that I I believe you're correct that you'll see, you know, an internal combustion engine being used uh, more frequently than not in that manner until we get there. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's a stepping stone. Each each form of technology, as it grows and it gets better, we said it. The EVs, as as we know right now, in ten years, they're going to be completely different than what we're what we know now. Completely different. So, and how are they going to find out about it, Keith? When that well, stuff happens. Yeah. If you want to be in the know, a uh, couple ways you can do that, because although we do talk about a lot of things on this show, we do heavily focus on automotive uh, related articles, yeah. news fe- releases. Yeah. Uh, you can do you can do a couple things. You can go to our website, partscounterguru.com. Check out the podcast tab there at the top leftish area. Click on that. You find links to all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find our show there. Make sure you do that before our 100th podcast episode comes up, which is right around the corner. We've only got a few to go. Uh, you can also go over, if you are not watching this video on YouTube, you can go over to YouTube right now, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. And is it forward slash or backslash? It's forward slash. It's forward slash. Yeah. Forward okay. slash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, you 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 will you will see our little welcome video there, and you can hit the subscribe button and ring the bell and get notified that way. If you like social media, we we put stuff out there frequently. Uh, let's see, Facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And you, man, this you're is on so it. weird, man. I, I yeah. feel like I'm driving a UFO. Uh, Instagram.com <laughs> forward slash the parts counter gurus and Twitter. Yep. Uh, you know, it's Twitter.com. Twitter. Our hashtag is at the counter show. All one. That's word. it, man. No spaces. Great job, dude. You, I mean, you're, you see, it's <laughs> a one man show. It's man. only taken me two years, but I finally got it down. I mean, no, and I'm not even sure perfect. I got it down. I just happened to get it right this time. You know, before you know it, man, we'll be on <laughs> some sort of commercial between uh, skits on Saturday Night Live selling, you know, some Colin sort of Blow. like uh, sl- sledgematic <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be us. The Parts County Guru is sponsored by Sledgematic. Yeah. yeah. There you there go. You I'd go. be no. all right with that. Yeah. 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 So great show, man. A lot of interesting information out there uh, to talk about over the Parts Counter today. And we um, we really uh, we really enjoyed it. Keith, thank you for... Uh, for uh, keeping our audience well informed, um, I, I'm just here to push I, buttons, man. Like I, I always I say, I enjoy it, man. I, 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 you know, stay, stay tuned, folks, man. It just gets better. It's, yep. it's only going to get better from here. So. That I'm sure of. Can you? All uh, right. 
Yeah, yeah. take us out. Yeah, so take all right, out. everybody. So for my for my partner Jay over there, I'm Keith. Thank you so much for watching, liking, subscribing, listening, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Uh, words of wisdom from this episode. When one door closes and another one opens, you're probably in prison. <laughs> See y'all next time. Take care.